The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at the $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes, up for grabs each day. And the best part, it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most free threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs head to DraftKings, head to DraftKings pools page and get your shot at huge cash prizes that's promo code thpn for a limited time only at DraftKings. eligibility restrictions reply see draftkings.com for full details you are now tuned in to the windy city benders podcast this is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. Tanner, what's up, bud? Fucking exhausted, man. <laughs> yeah, you had a little journey last night. Yeah, fell asleep on the bus on the way home and then had a half-hour walk home, so that was great. <laughs> At like 3 a.m. and just tired. Well, being in Chicago, thank God you're with us. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's it's just you know working late. It's the best, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So, not a lot has happened since we recorded last. Um, no hawk news, which is kind of to be expected right now. Um, I did want to clarify one quick little thing. We posted on our Instagram uh, a Seth Jones trade that we talked about on this episode. So clearly people aren't listening to the show because they're like, where do you see that this Blackhawks got Seth Jones? Yep. We didn't. We we literally took what we said on the show and put it on social media. So We are Stan Bowman. Yeah, Stan Bowman. But yeah, so did you uh, did that come hit you yet? Who you're talk- thinking about? No, I have no idea. No. All right. So we'll, uh, if we'll, if you think of it, we'll go back to it, but yeah, I think the main thing to talk about, um, in the past couple of days was the Shifley suspension hit slash suspension and birthday present. Yeah. God, that meme Nolly sent was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's game one against Montreal. I'm sure everybody's seen it. It's I don't you pay yeah. attention to hockey, like you've probably seen it, but Jake Evans <laughs> pulls a little wrap around on an empty netter, and Shifley's just not having it. He just lets him score and absolutely labels the guy. This has, I think, the hockey world completely divided. Um, you're really starting to see like old school mentality versus the new school mentality of how the game should be played and what's okay and what isn't. And 
I don't know. I I still don't know how I feel about the hit. I mean, I think it was completely unnecessary. Unnecessary, yeah. I don't. I still don't know. What I'm what I'm more that is that I don't know if it definitely. I don't think it warranted a four game suspension. Yeah, especially since Shy Play is not like a. It's like a first time offense. I don't know. Like he he fucking crushed the guy so hard. And I mean, Jesus Christ, it's it's like kind of like tough to watch it. It is tough to watch, yeah. It's just goes back to the whole thing we talk about with player safety, uh, Department of Player Safety, just kind of what what is like what's their thought process when it comes to handing out suspensions. Um, it's starting to fall into the same category as what's goaltender interference. Like, God, yeah, it's like no, it's hit or miss. What it is, Tom Wilson, repeat offender. Uh, Rees, repeat offender. Wilson gets a fine. Rees only gets two games. Shifley, Shifley, nothing. Guy doesn't even swear. Yeah, gosh darn it, gosh darn it, frick. You stay the frick away from my goal. <laughs> and then he gets four games. I just, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's probably just because the hit looks so bad and they had to bring the stretcher out. Dude, that was a heavy hit. Like, yeah, it was, oh my God. And the fact, yeah, the fact that it was probably just because it was his kid's, the kid's birthday. Like, oh, fuck. Ruined Honestly. his birthday. Give him an extra game for that. What a, what a birthday present. So he's out four games and he talks to the media for the first time. And he, uh, he pretty much says he's not appealing the suspension. He accepts the punishment. He doesn't want to be more of a distraction for the team. And then he brings up something that kind of like, it's like, what's wrong with people is that he's like, I can handle the criticism, but people, the threats that his family have received because of it. Like, really? Like why do people feel the need to threat some, somebody's family over what happened in a fucking hockey game? I'm assuming they're like Habs fans, right? I would assume. It's got to it. gotta be. Like, people are fucking insane, man. Like, you put that much like of yourself into a hockey team that you're going to go ahead and threaten somebody else. Like, what are you threatening? Like, you're not going to do a fucking thing. Like, you just want to be an asshole. And then, yeah, like you said, and then they go to like people have nothing to do with it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's messed up. Um, but that so series, weird. that series has been pretty interesting. Just that everybody drew it up. Um, Canadians with a two zero lead. Think uh, that's exactly what we all expected to happen. This when the playoffs started. There I think everybody called the Canadians out of the out of the north, right? God, they're winning the Stanley Cup, aren't they? They could. I mean, they're getting great goaltending, so. Yeah, it's funny. Like a week ago, people were talking about, oh, Price is done. He's got to move on from him. It's time to, like, you know, move on from from Carey Price. And now he is putting up a shutout in the playoffs. I think it was his eighth career shutout in the playoffs. And now he's the greatest creation of Montreal all over again. Right. Plus, I mean, if people are saying, like, you got to move on from Carey Price, like, where are you moving? You still got five years left at 10.5. 
Expose him. Expose him. Yeah, yeah okay. Jesus. And, oh, my God, I'm just looking at, like, Montreal. Like, this upcoming year, they have their first two seconds, two-thirds, three-fourths, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh in the draft. And don't they have some space, too, to work with? Uh, I mean, they have all a few contracts that are going to be coming up. Thomas Jesus Christ. Uh, Shea Weber still has five years left on his deal. That was that crazy long one that Philly signed. Who was it that? Oh, at Philly? Philly, yeah. And Philly signed. Matched it. Yeah, it was the while he was in RFA. Yeah. And then Nashville sent the qualifying offer. Or not the qualifying offer. They matched the deal. Yeah. It was what that was was that like another 13 year deal? I think so. That's hilarious. Yeah. 14 years. Mm, classic. $110 million deal. It's not too bad. I mean, he's been pretty goddamn great, like, the entire deal so far. So, I keep forgetting that Shea Weber is, like, on the Canadians. Yeah, he's, like, that – he's just that quietly good player, like – He's not going to blow you away with like, you know, fancy stuff or anything like that. But, you know, he's always consistent. And he's one of those reasons like I too, I wouldn't hate Montreal winning this year because it's like get him his cup. I think he definitely deserves it. Yeah. He's just been in the league long enough. He's 35. Yeah. That's just mind blowing that you're RFA signing a contract and you're still in that same contract and you're getting to the point where it's time to retire. On the same contract. Jesus. Yep. It's crazy. He's it's had tough, three total contracts in his, in his life. His entry level, a three-year extension, and then the 14-year one. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm seeing something weird where it's on here. Oh, wait, no. It says that he signed a one-year deal. Oh, I should probably scroll all the way down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so you sent four. Four. That's awesome. That's insane. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. He'll earn it. Um, Just like the, I mean, the rest of the Canadians are pretty much outperforming all of their contracts right now, up to nothing. I don't know. This is the, the guy you're thinking of, but Hawks should kick the tires on Philip Denault. Ooh, yeah. All right. <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, former Hawk draft pick. Comes back. That always works, bringing them back. Yeah, right. Sounds a lot like the Shaw thing. <laughs> Montreal. And, uh, yeah. All right. Well, what are they? They're playing, they're playing tonight. They play tonight, game three. It'll be the second game of the Shifley suspension. Um it's like I know it's always dumb to say this in a playoff series, but I mean this is a must win for Winnipeg. Do you think? Do they? Does Shifley even have a chance of coming back, or does, do you think Montreal's just gonna like take it away from them? Because it'd be what? In, uh, so game three is the second game. Game four would be 
the third. Yeah. And also, I, if, I think, if he I suspended four games and let's say the Montreal sweeps, would it be he just get he's suspended for the regular season? He's suspended for the preseason? Is he suspended for like the next like postseason game that he plays? Like, I think it would be the next like game that counts. So that first regular season game. I, I I would assume so. I can't I can't imagine them enforce the suspension in preseason, right? Which I which they've done, haven't they? Like, well, I mean, they I'm, suspe- I'm pretty sure Tom Wilson one time like murdered Oscar Oscar Sundquist. Oh yeah, in preseason. And it's he, like, oh, okay. I mean, they've suspended players for preseason games, but I think if you get suspended in the playoffs, I can't imagine them being like, okay, so we're gonna go from this important game that you can't play into this yeah. one that doesn't matter. And we're going to count it even. I could be wrong. It just it'd be it'd be pretty crazy if they just uh, like waited. No, just waited, and then we're like, if you make the playoffs again, you're still suspended one game. And then the curse of Shifley happens. Winnipeg never makes the playoff again. Yeah. Well, I mean, then he doesn't have to serve that suspension. He just he can go into retirement with the suspension like on his belt. That's not completely finished. Like his last year was contract, he gets traded to a team that's like. Needs the you know the extra player, and then they are, they forget about the suspension. Then he gets the first game gone. Yeah, it just ruins their playoff oh, hopes. Yeah, the one game, but yeah. hilarious. All right, um, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll just touch on the other series really quick then too. Uh, yeah, why not? The other game last or one game last night, uh, Boston and New York Islanders. Man, this has been. Watching games on the island, I've been so jealous because the the atmosphere in that building is just unreal. It's pretty great to see. Did you like? Ugh, gotta love it. I'm I'm really excited for the Islanders. I'm glad that they're like winning. <laughs> yeah, it was a big a big four one win last night. Barzell. Played unreal. It wasn't it. Was it just two empty netters? I think so. Yeah. So it's like a lot closer than the score tells. Yeah. It doesn't even say on NHL Network. That's dumb. No, Barzell scored the winning goal with like six fifty seven left. And he also had since that game, Varmolov made twenty eight saves. Are they just going back and forth between those goalies? No, I think uh, I think they've been running with Varlamov um, yeah. for the last like few games. They started it with Sorokin, and then Boston put up five on them, and so and they're like, "Okay, Varlamov, you're uh, you're getting in there." Yeah, it's it's been fun to watch, and then there's like. They were scanning the crowd, and there was a guy just randomly in the stands, just got blood coming down from the side of his face. Like, yeah, what is what's the deal with that? What's going on? <laughs> the fuck? Some of the Reddit comments were like, uh, "Was Mil- was Milbury in this? Was at the arena? Like, how many shoes did he walk out with?" And they're like, "They're like, no, what? his mo is he doesn't use his own shoes. He uses the his victim's shoes <laughs> against him." <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, it was a couple fights in that game too. I think. Yeah, it's. A, I I didn't get a chance to watch it, but apparently Taylor Hall got in a fight. Yeah, yeah his Taylor first 
first fight in like a decade. Oh yeah, 2011 was his last fight. There's a the tweet that's I, I mean just looking at it on Reddit, it's just like the last time Taylor Hall dropped the gloves was three three in 2011, and Charlie McAvoy was 13 years old. Such a weird like way to put in perspective, but it's kind of yeah. like you can choose anybody. Like you actually didn't have to choose anybody at all to say like, oh, this is how old this person was. But it's like Charlie McAvoy was 13 years old. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Like that's a teammate. Like I'm sure there's probably somebody younger on the team if you wanted to point that out, but this team. I mean, maybe I. You think that series is going to end up going seven? I think so. The way it's going. Yeah. It sounds like I it mean, probably will. It's there's been two cl- overtime games, each of one one, and two blowout games. I mean, I know the one yesterday was like empty netters, but still a five two Boston, a four one New York Islander game. Back in Boston, I mean, yeah, I hope this one goes seven because this has just been. These are like two teams like you don't think would like have this like heated rivalry but they have been playing like they fucking hate each other and it is just great to see yeah i feel like every team plays boston like they fucking hate them anyway so hate boston everybody hates boston yeah except for people from boston and they're fucking assholes who cares yeah <laughs> suck it <laughs> um so yeah game five yeah game five is tomorrow yep um, stay on that side of the bracket for the other game yesterday. Um, Tampa Bay sadly takes a 3-1 series lead. This game was fucking nuts. Yeah, they scored, what, 10 goals in the second period? Uh, eight goals, in the, eight goals in the second period. Yeah. Jesus. There was only two times in NHL history that had nine goals in a period. So they really? were, they were coming up on... Some history there. Um, what kind of got lost in the shuffle of that was, and we were talking about this before recording, Vasilevsky becomes the all-time winningest Russian-born goalie in playoff victories. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I was saying before, I was just like, I feel like he's been in the league for only like three years. But shows you how deep they run. I'm wrong and he's been in the league for longer he's got 40 fucking playoff wins which is just i mean it doesn't seem like that high of a number but when it comes to playoffs like that's crazy god just look at this so carolina scored two goals within 39 seconds of each other then Stamkos power play goal, Dougie Hamilton, uh, Slavin, Kucherov. Fuck Kucherov. (laughs) Stamkos had another power play goal in that same period. It's unreal. Like, it's so unfair what Tampa Bay is getting to do with their fucking roster and how that happened this year. Yep, 17 million over the cap. And I mean, we'll see what happens during the expansion draft, but. They gotta have. They have to like move somebody, right? Like they can't just do this again next year, can they? This is fucking stupid. I mean, they can do it as long as there's not a rule for it. That's the thing. Like, 
just all it's of a sudden stupid. at the beginning of the year, Stamkos is hurt again, and you just then you maybe roll and just be like, hey, point, maybe it's your turn to like sit out a little bit so we can stay under the cap. And then when playoffs come around, you'll be fine game one and score fucking the most points on the team. Um, Kucherov, so with his three points last night, he recorded his 112th career playoff point, tying in for 14th most all time through 100 playoff games played. Great. <laughs> He's got 41 goals, 71 assists. So you're saying he's good. He's got good. it. And like some of the names on this list. So he's tied with Sergey Fedorov and he's, Paul Coffey. He passed, passed Joe Sackick, Malkin, Doug Gilmore, and Phil Esposito. Jesus. Um, just, yeah, some of the names on this list is just unreal. You got, obviously got Gretzky, Lemieux, 1-2. Lemieux, 208 points. Lemieux, 168. Um, was it Jari Curry? Yari. Yari Curry. Uh, 139 points. Mike Bossy, 131 points. Glenn Anderson, 127. Dennis Savard, 124. Mezzi, 123. Guy Lafleur, 123. Brett Hall, 118. Crosby, 118. Adam Oates, 114. Peter Forsberg, 114. Every single one of those people are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean... It's pretty pretty fucking good. <laughs> so just so does Tampa Bay finish this up, or does Carolina got a Montreal comeback? And honestly, I think Tampa Bay is gonna probably finish it up. But I would love to see. Every, I mean, I want to see like everything go seven, basically everywhere. But that's just a given. Get to see more hockey. Yeah, game five for them is on Tuesday. It's in Carolina. I think Carolina can steal that one. Just because having that home crowd behind them again, I think they'll they'll have the motivation. But then I think it, it gets wrapped up game six in Tampa. I hope not. <laughs> hope not. I mean, I got Carolina going to the, the final in my bracket, so. In the, the Stanley Cup final? Really? Okay. I had them going Colorado versus Carolina. Hmm. Speaking of Colorado. The, the matchup of the natural disasters. Got yep. it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Colorado, how fun has this series been? I mean, it's probably like I think you mentioned it last time. Like, it could possibly be like what looks like the Stanley Cup, like winning team comes out of it. You know. So when we recorded, um, Colorado was they were, they were up two to one against Vegas while we were recording. Uh, Vegas came back to tie. They forced to overtime. Colorado wins in an OT. Was it Rontanen, which is an absolute snipe for the game-winning goal. Yeah. Then they, Friday, they go back to Vegas, and Vegas is at 100% capacity. So the stadium was buzzing, and Vegas gets their first one of the series, 3-2. Um, they tweeted out, they have, I think it was this game. I want to verify really quick. Talking about how, oh yeah, we got two goals in forty something, in like forty six seconds. Is that good? Seventeen <laughs> seconds, bud. But yeah, it's it's been a series, and 
I still think Colorado's going to steamroll this. I think they Vegas think that Vegas just stole one. And that's it. I think so. I mean, the way Colorado's been playing, man, it's yeah. completely different level. It's insane when you think about like where Colorado was like five years ago, being like the worst team in the league. Didn't like, they have like one almost one of the like all time worst like points in a season? Yeah, they only had like forty eight points. God, and that was when they they still had McKinnon and they had Landis Cog and Duchesne. And it was just like, what is happening in Colorado? Like, why can't they win a game? I can't remember where I saw it, but somewhere it said that uh, Rodney also has a 17-game point streak in the playoffs right now going, which is pretty goddamn good because I think the longest playoff point streak was, like, Mike Bossy for, like, 28. And it was something like Gretzky had two streaks of 18 games or something like that. Of course he did. Yeah, I just, it was something I, I think I just saw it on TV. Um, but yeah, I don't remember who else was on the list, but it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's really impressive. And I'm trying to pull up playoff stats here really quick because, I mean, they're getting from their entire team, too. I mean, they're a, they're a deep team. They're stacked, like. If they, if you were looking for something, like they got it, and, and that, they, they're and doing it with all without Kadri too. Yeah, that's what makes them so dangerous. Is that they have just their entire team. They have four lines of people that can kick your ass. Like it, it really does remind me of like the 2010-2013 Hawks because it's like no matter who you put out there, they're gonna get the job done, and it's not like. Like, oh, crap, all right, this line just needs to kill 30 seconds to get, you know, line one rested up or line two rested up. It's like, all right, go ahead and go do your thing. Take care of it. Um, Saad has been huge for them, these playoffs. He's had five goals in seven games. I mean, he's no McKinnon, but yeah. No, but yeah, but like talk about like. Uh, eight goals in seven games. Like that's insane. That's insane. It, yeah. Great pickup or Saad. I'm, I mean, happy to see Saad do well. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I wonder if they, I don't know what their cap situation looks like, but I wonder if they try to re-sign him or if he's just going to be a free agent next year. Right now they are, their final cap hit is at 82, 82.5. And a little bit over that. So, I mean, right now they only got about 3 million, not even 3 million, about 2 million to work with. Yeah. Fucking, what are they? Oh, they need to sign Landis Cog. Then, Sod. I mean, they don't need to sign Belmare or Soderberg, really. Tyson Jones needs a contract. TJ Tynan, Keeper. Gruba, or. Uh, they would lost you, Tanner. All right. Gotta love technical problems. But, yeah, I mean, Colorado's a team that can continue to, you know, be a tear and, like, the pieces they need to resign. 
they have enough coming off the books that they don't have to really worry about who they got, how they're going to resign some of these other guys. Tanner. So, yeah, that uh, Colorado team, we'll see what's going on with Tanner second year. Um, Nathan McKinnon even came out and was talking that he's going to take, we're talking about his contract situation, that he would take a lesser contract. All right, there he is. I don't know what happened. My computer just, the internet just went out. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was starting to say um, was Nathan McKinnon was talked about how he would take a lesser deal again to keep this team together because he just wants to win. Yeah. I mean, you see like possibly he saw the stat of like nobody that makes over $10 million is winning playoff series. <laughs> Except for Carey Price. He is well, let me make it 6.3. That's kind of yeah. the ultimate bargain. The best bargain deal in the NHL. Absolutely. It's insane. If you look at it around the league, you can see what other guys are making like around six million, like Louis Erickson. <laughs> like there's a huge difference there. I don't know if like my inter- when my internet was going out, I don't know if you could hear me, but it was just saying that like uh Kale McCarr needs a contract for next year. And like if he if they end up winning a cup and he's a big part of it, that's a big payday right there too. I wonder if he'll end up getting like a bridge deal or if they're going to do. He's about to have a big term. Regardless, cup or not, he has earned, I think, a huge payday. But I think having the best thing about like what we're talking about with McKinnon, I think having him in the locker room, I think that's that's a contagious like mindset. I think that a lot of these guys will be more realistic to take, okay, well, what do I need, you know, to set set myself up kind of thing. Like, and they're not going to get greedy and all that kind of stuff. They want to take care of themselves and their family. But I think when you got a chance to just continually win and I mean, this, this team, I honestly feel it could be like the Nets big dynasty of the NHL. True. I mean, the thing is kind of going to suck if McKinnon takes a, a discount, then the rest of the team, like, if you're looking to get a big payday and he takes a discount, then it's kind of like, oh, well, like the, they're going to bargain you down because, well, McKinnon took a discount. Like if we can't really pay you close to what he's making because he's a big part of the team. If I was on that team, I'd be like, hey, man, I love winning. But you know what? Like, I'm going to go get fucking paid. I'm like, this isn't like a, like a lifelong career. Like somebody's going to go pay me more. Like sucks to be you like. You can try and keep all the guys together, but if you're going to force everybody to take discounts, like that's not how like it should work. Guys need to get paid, right? And I think I was kind of curious. I always wondered what like happened with the Miko Ratman like negotiation because he's making nine point two five million a year. Yeah, for the next like four years, still too. Yeah, his contract's up after the 24-25 season, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the guys that are going to be all about the money, I mean, yeah, they're going to walk, but I think you'll, you'll see the guys that are resigning are the ones that, that just are truly wanting to win. And right. Probably be more realistic with the mindset of like, you know what, um, three to five million, yeah, I'm fine with that. I can I can make that work. 
Yeah, I mean, I love I love winning. I'm sure they love winning too, but I wish these guys would just like also realize like you're not doing yourself a favor by giving the the rich guys on the team a discount to sign you, you know, like you're hurting all the other players that are going to be like comparables to you. If like you end up taking discounts and then even on other teams are going to be like, well, I mean, Nate McKinnon's one of the best players in the league. He's not even making 10 million. And then you get other guys that are going to be like, I don't fucking care if he's taking a discount, like pay me. Was it Nathan McKinnon or was there another contract that just pissed off the NHL PA because they took the deal and then they're just like, well, you just handicapped every single member of the NHL PA with trying to get like a negotiation. I remember oh. there's a huge thing about that. Like players were pissed about certain players taking discounts. I, the one that the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head is like Kevin LeBanc. Because he took like a one year, one million dollar yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like he was worth way more than that. And it was just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah, that was what I think that's what it was. Like, why are you taking like a prove it contract when you've already proven it? And then like you could end up making less money if you don't perform this year. It's like you you deserve to be paid more, man. Where is he even at? Yeah, he's got 4.725. Like now, that's what he's getting paid. But yeah, he paid. He get, took like a one year deal. It's like what? What? Why he, would you do? Because he was helping out the sharks, right? Like yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, what was that? Is he still? He was an RFA at the time, so I wonder if he was just like, yeah, you know, like the bridge deal. But it's not a bridge deal because it was a one year contract. July eighth, twenty nineteen. He signed a one year, one million. Yeah. Not a good idea. That was after he had in 2018, he had a 40 point season, and then 2019, he had a 56 point season. One million dollars. That's like, that's what you get. That's what you get out of a player that's like in their like later 30s that is just looking to hang out. That's like the, like, hey, you still want to play hockey? All right, you're going to take this. Yeah. That's not what that's not the deal you're taking when you're 23. Like, oh my god. Yeah, not a great, not a great book, but I mean, you know what? Fuck it. Let them do whatever they want to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not getting paid to the NHL, so I have nothing to be mad about. So, <laughs> like these guys are ruining my goddamn contract negotiations. So it's, I can't yeah, make it until really, leave. It's just an interesting situation. It's very interesting to read or look look into like the mindset of like why players do that. And yeah. it's kind of it's kind of unique, you know, and it's kind of interesting just to kind of see everybody's got different different mindsets and all that. Um, yeah, so that series, I think play game fours tonight. I believe so. Yeah, game four tonight in Vegas. I think if Colorado comes out with this, it, it ends on Tuesday. I don't see it going seven. Yeah, I mean they're just a wagon right now. Like they're they're playing some very exciting hockey, and it sucks to be Vegas. I don't. I still don't understand Vegas's move to play later in the beginning of the series, but whatever. If that if that comes back. I mean, if they end up pushing to game seven and they lose in game seven, you almost got it. I mean, it's hard to be a Monday, Monday morning quarterback, but I mean, you got to look at that as like, well, fuck. 
the way how right. how on fire Flurry was. Yeah, I just don't I don't understand. Like, where's Flurry's agent with like the, the sword through the back meme that he fucking posted like last year? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of a quick wrap up on playoff. Um, another couple little quick notes. I think we're gonna wrap this up kind of early today. Um, Nolan Patrick switched agents because he's going to ask. That's who it was. Was that who it is? <laughs> yeah, Nolan Patrick. He's uh, He hired a new agent because he's pre- preparing to ask for trade from Philly. He hates the spotlight. He hates the coach. Um, like he the just asked. Yeah, the criticism. He just can't stand it in Philly. Would you take a Nolan Patrick for a Dylan Strome? Dude, you, I'm take a bag of pox for Dylan Strom. It's honestly like Nolan Pack just got a lot to give. It's just the injury issues, but I mean, he's a second overall pick for a reason. The thing with Nolan Patrick, it's not even the injury issues. It's like it's a serious like head thing. Like, yeah, he was out that whole entire time for like I don't even know if it was. Was it concussion related or was it just straight up migraine? I have no idea. I'm just looking at his stats though. He was a minus 30 this year. And nine, nine points. Nine points in 52 games. But the two previous seasons, he was 73 games played, 30 points, 72 games played, 31 points. I mean, I wouldn't mind the Hawks like going after him for like I'm sure you can get him like on the fairly cheap side with the fucking minus 30 and nine points in 52 games it's going to be Stan Bowman's favorite like kind of thing you know the reclamation projects yeah I was going to say the it's his MO to pick up the, the high draft picks that just haven't been panning out just yet he he needs an RFA deal um, can't imagine him going much higher Maybe a million. No, I'd say. I mean, he probably looking at like two point five. You think that much? Yeah, man. Like he's a the second overall pick. Like he hasn't done anything. Yeah, but I'm sure that's what he would be looking to grab. Seventy points in his career. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, just based off of like where he was drafted like how he's been utilized. Like he had like this p- bad past season, but like he was, he's been pretty decent before that. Ah, oh, man. Still very young. I'm saying like 2 million, 2.5, maybe even like he'd probably try to push three, but I doubt that it. I go like, would give one, that to him. I go probably like 1.5. It would be like a, a short bridge deal then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if I was him, I would want that. Yeah. He's got to kind of prove it, you know, that he can stay healthy and everything. Because what was it? He he went like almost a whole year without playing. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't play at all in the 2019-2020 season. That's why. Okay. I was like, why does it look like he's played so many games? It's like, no, this a completely season missing. Yeah. Because he has like the migraine issues and yeah, I mean don't get me wrong, I think he's a great, great upside potential. I just don't think from what he's said right, he's done right now. There's no way I think he deserves 
2.5 to 3 million. I don't like, you can't, I just, I hate that whole notion of like, Oh, you got to get paid because of where you were drafted and all this kind of stuff. It's like, cool. You were drafted that high, but you didn't prove shit. Yeah. I mean, it's more there. What's going on now is there more pain for what you could be rather than what you've done. Right. No. And I, and I get that. And I know it's probably going to happen. He'll probably sign for that. I just think it's ridiculous. I don't just kind of like how like David and Matthews are getting paid the big bucks for what they're, they're going to be versus the playoff wins they haven't gotten. I want to say that's a little bit of a different case. Like I think no, I know. <laughs> know what Matthews and McDavid are going to be. Rocket Richard winners and heart winners. And yeah, I mean, where's the team trophies boys. Great individual regular season performances. I just love shit. Not the best guys in that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick though, because speaking of Austin Matthews, but they released the finalists or the nominees for some awards recently too. Oh, yeah. Um, the lady Bing is up between Austin Matthews, Jakob Slavin, and Jared Spurgeon. Um, and I was trying to find, I know that they did like the Calder nominees and just trying to think, I can't, I haven't seen it on NHL's website. It's difficult to find. And then for the Calder, the, they have Kaprizov, Jason Robertson, and Nadelkovich. It's like stealing the spot away from Lankanen, but yeah. I think Lankanen would have been in there if had not been for like the last half of the season, really. Um, you was it? Did they announce the uh, Vesna? Yeah, I thought they did. Yeah, Gabber, uh, not Gabber, Rubauer, Rubauer, uh, Vasilevsky, and Flurry, Flurry. Yeah, that makes sense. Three best goalies in the league. Yeah, we talked about those all three. We said, um, then there's the this one too, the King Clancy Award finalists. Oh, yeah, um, Gay, Pekka, Rene, and Curtis Gabriel. That's funny to me because Curtis Gabriel, the only reason like I feel like I know his name this year is because he's just went out on a tear and just wanted to fight everybody in the West Division. And I was just like, all right. He's just like talking shit to guys before the games. And then he's just dropping mitts with everyone. And it's just like, that's the kind of guy you want to fucking, you'd love to have on your team. What was King Clancy's like charity, right? Humanitarian okay. uh, contributions. It says, da, 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 da. it's for at least just real quick in this article, it just says like for Curtis Gabriel, like he's a, He's a forward, yeah, forward with the San Jose Sharks, has helped promote LGBTQ yeah. plus awareness and using his social media accounts to amplify and educate fans on players on LGBTQ uh, plus causes by participating in events, having conversations and using rainbow colored pride tape on his hockey sticks. Yeah, and he's had the pride flag on his skates, too. It's kind of it's kind of crazy that just just showing support for like the gay community has now put him up for a humanitarian award. <laughs> like come on like nhl like all the guys like come on guys it's not it's not that hard really um sex oh, positive yeah i'm looking at like just kind of trying to see if i can find other like new tidbits real quick um speaking of miko ratton did you see this thing that 
he on May 6th got a $2,000 fine for embellishment. Oh, no. He actually got it rescinded after writing an eight-point report. Yeah. Why he did he disagreed with the fine and they, they, they canceled the fine. That's really funny. Well done. Like, <laughs> yeah, like two thousand dollars to like we just mentioned is nine million dollar plus contract, but yeah, to, I mean if you you don't fucking believe that you should pay two thousand dollars, like yeah, fuck that shit. It's actually kind of funny though that he was able to like convince them to do that. We're like, you know what, you're right. Let's let's yeah. no, we're gonna go back on that. Okay, I see what you I see what you've written, and I take it to heart. I believe you're correct. Um, a couple injuries. Uh, Malkin had surgery; he'll be out the missing camp. Dome is going to be out five to six months uh, to uh, repair a torn labrum in his right shoulder. Where he, the hell is Domi? Oh yeah, he's in Columbus. Columbus, and he's been on the talks like that they were going to expose him. Um, there's a lot of talks that he was going to get moved this year. And now I wonder if, what's going to happen. If that's going to kind of take the back burner now that he's going to be out for at least the start of the season. I mean, I for, completely forgot that he was in the league. Yeah. Just, yeah. The only thing I could tell you that he did this year was the whole Connor Murphy thing when he just lost his mind. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. What a psychopath. Like father, like son. Well, at least his dad was a fucking beast with it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, um, I think what else? Oh, uh, last thing that I have um, OHL history was made yesterday. Um, right. What's Taya? Taya. I think it's Taya, not Taya. Taya, Taya Curry. Yeah. Uh, was the first female drafted to the OHL when she was picked picked 267th overall by the Sarnia Sting. Um, so that's actually it's really cool to see. And it sounds like we we're impressed because Tanner froze there for a second. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Back at it. But no, it's a really cool thing to see. Um, Breaking boundaries and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what she can do in the OHL. Yeah, I mean, good for her. It was. Uh, it's. I guess it's kind of crazy that's just now the first time it's ever happened. Considering there's been like things in the past where like females have had like opportunities to play, but just never realized that that wasn't a thing or that it was even like possible. I guess. I didn't know that the OHL, like, had if it was a rule or anything, you know, like, <laughs> we'll see how she plays. Um, good for her, really. Yeah. So I think you said you mentioned something about like people commenting online. Just yeah. Being, it's, it's like, it's like, again, kind of go back to the Shifley thing. Like, it's like, yeah, what are you what getting a, out of it? Like, what a bunch of jackasses. You're picking, on, you're picking on a 16 year old girl. Do you feel good about yourself? Like, come on. Like, yeah. You should be happy, like she made the fucking like OHL. Like you should be excited for somebody. Yeah. Like, instead of just being like a gatekeeping asshole, it's like boys only. Yeah. Right, fuck off. If you're good and you can play at that level, fucking let them play. Who gives a shit? Yeah, seriously. So on that note, I think that's about it. Um, yeah, they got nothing for the Hawks. 
slow. I think that's going to kind of be the case for the next couple of weeks. I think once we hit like Stanley Cup is when you're going to start hearing more stuff because that's getting close to the expansion draft and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so as always, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five star review. Um, boost us back up in Vietnam. Um, I'm always push that because that's fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, uh, switch your VPNs over to Vietnam. <laughs> uh, check out the Hockey Podcast Network and their various shows. Um, and DraftKings use promo code THPN for exclusive offers. Bam. Uh, anything else, Tanner? Do some uh, playoff betting. Just bet on the bet on the Avalanche. That's all you got to do. All right. Um, so it happens. Episode 139, Tanner. What do you want to call it? Ugh, fucking unstable internet. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, round two, we did that. Um, I don't know. I just let's hope for game sevens. <laughs> game sevens, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Jeremy Tanner, we will uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you later, boys. Love you. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>